Have you ever sat across the table from somebody you wanted to have a scene with, and when they ask you, hey, what do you want to do? You go, I don't know. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's a solution to that, and that's the Kinkstarter cards by Erotic Awakening. The premise of these cards is very simple. A deck of cards with all of the kinky things in it you love to do within the scene. You sort through the deck and remove anything that you don't want to do during the scene, and then you hand it to the person that you're playing with, and they do the same. What you are left with is your sandbox to play in. So go to the thepeopleofkink.com today to get your deck for only $20 Canadian. It's a great deal. So let the negotiations begin. This week on Erotic Awakening, Zentai, Erotic Awakening Podcast Convention, and Cupcake Boobies. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Dot com. <laughs> you can now purchase books by Dan and Don, as well as Kickstarter cards online. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the link to buy Dan and Don. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Right now. Hi, Dan. We don't have time for those slow intros. I we know, have I know. Uh, skipped podcasting too long. We have two pages chock full of stuff, and we have limited time to get through it all. So you know what's really weird, though? So, sensual spanking. We did sensual spanking for Monkey Puzzle Club last week. Yes. Two weeks ago, something mm-hmm. like that. And we had two a, weeks ago. We had a lot of podcast listeners there. No one asked me to do Hi Dan. Usually, there's a lot of people. <laughs> no, normally, they, they you uh, look at me and go Hi Dawn, and I'm like Hi Sir, and I don't get it. <laughs> normally, they uh, ask you to giggle on demand. Right. Well, that's true too, which you does do- not happen. Ex- Especially if I've got a checklist in my head and I'm trying to get something done. Well, you know how um, some people um, can train their submissives to orgasm on command? Yes, yes. I'm going to start doing like the Pillbury, Pillbury Doughboy <laughs> and train you to giggle on command. Are you going to push my belly button? Yes. <laughs> that would be cute. Today uh, we are talking about Zentai, and I mean, this actually, oddly enough, people did not notice. When we did Kink A to Z, mm-hmm. we skipped Z. Oh, nobody mentioned that. Well, I think we mentioned it, that we were skipping Z. But oh, okay. the reason we skipped Z is the very first episode we did for Kink A to Z was an interview that you did on Zentai suits. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying that right. And we said, well, and they actually let us borrow two Zentai suits so we can run around and see what the experience was. Right. It took us until now, some 30 episodes later, that we actually had the experience, or one of us had the experience to put them on (laughs) and wander around. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Yeah, so I did the interview. (laughs) You did your part. We'll talk about why you didn't put yours on as well. Um, and we're going to have to skip through a lot of stuff to even get to that because we have lots of stuff going on on today's show. Um, I do want to knock out this question of the day to start with, though, and you haven't even seen this question of the day Oh, yet. I haven't. Didn't know we were doing one. Okay. Here's the question of the day that you did not know about. So uh, someone wrote in, mm-hmm. said they love the podcast, but they have an issue. Here's a really interesting issue. Okay. He has a submissive, mm-hmm. a play that he plays with. His submissive has a husband. Okay. The husband's not only aware, but even likes to watch on occasion. Okay. Hot. Mm-hmm. Here's the question. Lately, the husband and the submissive have been fighting a lot, arguing a lot. He wants to protect his submissive, as a good dominant likes to do sometimes. Right. But he's not sure what his place is in this world. Oh. So what should he be doing, stepping in or not? Sure. He, he says he wants to look after and protect his sub, mm-hmm. and he's been racking his brain over for the last few days and lost what to do. So what should he do? Wow. Okay. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. It <laughs> is. That's no excuse. come up with this answer. You know, if he steps in the middle of the couple and tries to fix things, that can make things go really bad. So my thought is... Is what would be most beneficial is that if he was just there to listen, you know, to. and not take sides of, of the submissive or, well, the submissive is his top priority, but even listening to the husband could help out in the submissive situation. So I'm not exactly sure. I mean, 
I wouldn't want my dominant giving me commands over how to work with my husband. Yeah, that would be very confusing, you know? So I'm not sure. I think he's got a passive role in this. I don't know that he can take an active role in it without messing things up because they will get, mm, guessing, that they would get uh, upset at someone stepping in mm-hmm. to their issues. But he could always offer that shoulder to, to just that ear to listen to people to, and ask if there's anything he can do. Maybe it's as simple as that, is asking, is there anything I can do to help make this better? I, so I'm totally going to agree with everything you just said. I don't think that he has a direct role. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and her husband have a negotiated relationship already, even though it's a marriage contract, it's the negotiation. Right. That's what the relationship is. Mm-hmm. It's not only pre-existing, it is also bound uh, by a lot of hassle to right. not be in that relationship anymore. Right. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, right? It's a, it's a passive role. Say, hey, if there's something I can do to help. But really, it's none of it's their relationship if, from the way I understand it. Now, mm-hmm. we're going after this after his one paragraph question. Right. He doesn't really have a role here, right? It's not. I appreciate you say it's your submissive, but it's not really your submissive. It's it's unless, from my understanding of the negotiated relationship. Um, Yeah, I, I just totally agree with you. It's a passive role. Stay out of the way. Ask if there's something where you need help. But um, they got uh, their their shit comes. Yeah, I'm gonna say their shit comes first. They got to work out their own shit, and then you can get reengaged. Uh, but until they work their own shit out, you really there's nothing there's nothing else for you to do except for be a passenger on their train. Yeah, and that, that's got to be a rough situation because you know if he does have that emotional attachment of this is my submissive, you know he probably is very feeling very feeling very um, protector yeah ish and probably just wanting to pull her out and make things easier for her and yeah. got to watch that attitude of uh, breaking things apart. Yeah, phase you two know? of this actually mm-hmm. is my actual my other advice for him is. Wow, that's a rough situation. What are you going to do for yourself? Right. Because that's really what it is. What are you doing for yourself about this? Are you sticking around in a situation where you don't have any control? Mm-hmm. Are you going to stick around and wait for them to get their shit together? Mm-hmm. Are you going to you know, tolerate the fact that they're all arguing and stuff all the time and it impacts you? Right. Or are you going to bolt? Right. You know, And you can leave with, I'm not saying just run away. I'm saying leave with honor, sure. But mm-hmm. basically, what's best for you? What do you need to do for yourself? Yeah. Um, so really, my, I think that you know, that's what it comes down to is the... You know, you want to be involved in their shit and see if you can help, which is awesome. Help your submissive, which is awesome. But really, the real answer is what are you going to do? What's the price you're willing to pay to stick around in that particular volatile volatile situation? Because as we're talking, I recognize what would I do? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't stick around. Yeah. I would, you know, we don't have really enough data. And we don't know if the argument is something that they're addressing. You know, when some people, and it's funny when some people say they're arguing, what they're doing is problem solving. Right. In loud voices. Yeah. You and I don't do that. See, I perceive arguing differently than most people do. We don't argue. Mm-mm. Um, we have our, well, we have occasional argument. Uh, see, that's the trick. When we argue, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't have, eh, we don't really have big blow-ups either. No. We have but disagreements we, but we on have. occasion, but we address we them immediately. We have at the beginning, which yeah, is why we yeah. developed a communication tool so that we didn't have to do the, the loud arguing so, which neither one of us like. We had that in previous relationships. Yeah. <laughs> the person that won was the one that was the loudest. Yeah. <laughs> so there's your dime store psychology off of a one-paragraph question. Uh, take care of yourself first. Stay out of their shit. At, assist if it's asked for. Right. Otherwise, it's not your shit. Don't, yeah. don't jump in their circus. Yeah. So, I know. must be hard. It's hard, yeah. Sure, sure. Because you feel like, well, it is my shit. It's my submissive. Right. Um, but... You know, unless you have a contract and negotiated relationship with her that states she's your submissive. Over being a wife. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, mean, okay, let's go on. Yeah. If you want to hear our bullshit answers to your awesome questions, you can get a hold of us (laughs) at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or we can be found on FetLife at Erotic Awakening. Two words. Just look for the owners of the group, and there we are. Or just give us a call at 614-414-2070. We won't answer. You can leave a voicemail. Awesome. We won't answer. That's true. You know, I get a message from Google Voice every now and then that I missed a call. 
yeah. on there, and I'm like, that's voicemail only. So yeah. if you don't leave a voicemail, we probably won't be calling. You know, now we could make it so that it rolls over to our phone, but I'd be afraid that it would mm. be like those calls that we used to get when we were on uh, Sirius XM uh-huh. for a couple shows that we did there. Right. Where you could be talking about some in-depth subject matter or whatever. Somebody calls up and says, did you ever beat her? Can I watch while you beat her? <laughs> right. Beat that fucking heart. <laughs> right. Did she ever right. beat you? Oh, <laughs> speaking of live radio, like when we were on that <laughs> station, what was it, the Playboy station yes. or something? That was a fun experience, though. Um, the People of Kink Radio is going to have us on their live radio this Sunday, February 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern. So, um, Crazy Heart will be interviewing us about the Erotic Awakening Network and any questions that people call in with. So we need to put that link, I guess, on our show notes so people know what phone number to call. So you're saying that people can just call up and talk yes. to us live? Live. We huh. will be live. So that'll be kind of neat, actually. I kind of missed that. So Well, they could actually just go to thepeopleofkink.com nice. and figure it out from there. Uh, or I might shove the phone number. Yeah. the phone number in the show notes. Okay. But that'd be cool. 7 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. You should call us and talk to us. Yes. I like that idea. Uh, speaking of Crazy Heart, he did recently run a promotional, uh, kind of a commercial for the Kinkstarter cards. Mm-hmm. He is our Canadian distributor of the Kinkstarter cards. And um, he was saying that the prices are uh, for Americans are better in Canada. How's that work? Something about their dollars crashing, so... For a couple bucks less, they can actually order the cards from Canada and get a slightly better deal than if they ordered them from us. Yeah. So, but we've got people ordering from us, too. We've got yeah, quite we're... a few orders coming through the last, the last week and a half or so. And um, so maybe his commercials help getting Helping us, ourselves. But, well, but regardless, because he's our distributor, it helps us regardless. So no, we don't care. From, yeah. So I don't really care. But if you want to save a couple of bucks, order from Crazy Heart. So he will gladly send you out a deck. If you're wanting them from me and Dan, write us. And, well, actually, the... Buy Dan and Dawn button on the website <laughs> yeah. is what you would click to buy them directly from us. As you mentioned earlier, it was kind of weird to go to our local um, group, the Midweek Practice Club. Um, MPNC. Midweek. Practice and Class. Midweek Practice and Class. Oh, oh MPNC. MPNC. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, it used to be MPC. They've renamed it a little bit. It takes a while to get used to the new name. But to hear how many people are podcast fans right here in our own town. I know. That was neat because Dan would say something and they would go, oh, back on episode blah, blah, blah. Or Dan would say, hey, have you guys heard us do this? And people would raise their hands in the audience of, yes, we heard it on this podcast. And, you know, just people saying that they're doing long trips and have started at number one. I'm sorry. But (laughs) (laughs) they get better. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And we've been getting tentacle links again. Oh, uh, you know what? We're in a rush. Do we have time to talk about tentacle links? Yeah, yes, just a, yes, just because a quick we have one. cupcakes on boobs too. Okay, so Bungie, sweet Bungie, <laughs> tweeted a octopus tattooed ass. That is a pretty hot tattoo. That was a hot tattoo, but I would have to be bent over in the mirror all the time to see it. I mean, it covered both ass cheeks, down her thighs, lower back. I mean, absolutely beautiful. So, um, and then his shishi sent me a picture of a blue Kraken sake set. So a little Japanese sake set. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. But I also got a personal present. So Peach from oh. Winter Wickedness yeah. got me a green tentacle. Like those little tentacle fingers. That finger oh, yeah, tentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got me a green one, but it was a pen. So it's a green tentacle, like the finger tentacles, but it's a pen, and it had eyeballs on it, and I was wearing my denim jacket, so I stuck it in the pocket of my <laughs> denim, ja- denim jacket, so I had this tentacle sticking out of my jacket pocket, and everybody liked it. Yes, I noticed that <laughs> how some people like to chew on their hair. Yeah. You were chewing on your tentacle that was sticking I out of your mouth. I was, I was licking it. It was yes. striking my face while we were playing games. Uh, and then Sasquatch sent me some cu- cupcake boobs, and then someone else sent me the same set of cupcake boobs, which uh, is not a bad thing. I will see like to see cupcake boobs all day long. And not, not the cupcake tie that our Shabari people would know about, but instead the sprinkles and icing on boobs. Nice, nice. So, and speaking of cupcake boobs, you ready to talk a little bit about 
Winter wickedness? Yeah, um, a couple of interesting things happened there. As I mentioned at the, the beginning of the show, it just so happened that we had a uh, great answer from Ropecast and Lee Harrington from Passion and Soul podcast and Mr. Simone from the Femdom Mystique podcast mm-hmm. and Barak and Sheba from Kinky and Curious and, your, and you and I from Erotic Waking. Mm-hmm. All at the same, same event spot, at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And I understand Lee and Gray did a 8 a.m. Sunday morning podcast oh interview. Um, we did not do any of that jazz as we no. were off that weekend, just chilling and enjoying And everybody else there. really had a lot of responsibilities. People were there because they were presenting or producing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were the only ones not. So roping everybody together on such an intense weekend can can be a little difficult. But it was really, it was really interesting to see that many... Um, people from our podcast network presenting at the same place at the same time and, and led me to idea of we should do that as a as a gig one as a as a as a, a con one time. Mm-hmm. Oh that would be neat. Yeah, I mean between yeah. them uh oh side note and I don't know if the pages listens I actually I do know the pages listens to our podcast. Hi Paige. Uh great answer mentioned in one of his classes the, your show, the the pages, yes, the new show on the, the network, how much he enjoys it. Uh-huh. And how uh, upset he was that she hasn't reviewed any of his books, which I immediately <laughs> spoke up and said she has re- reviewed every single book you have sent her because he ain't sent her shit. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so, nice, uh, nice. Paige is, uh, we'll ask Paige to reach out well, to Gray and poke him. You know what? I want to cover one more thing really quick before we go into Winter Wickedness because um, we can end up talking a long time about Winter Wickedness, so we'll try not to. But um, there was something else that we had asked about, which was cases for toys, or someone else had asked mm-hmm. us about cases yeah. for toys. And we had a couple of recommendations come in. Um, Sailing Goon recommended a bow case for toys. Yes. And then um, Bat recommended an armoire. So we're thinking of getting an armoire for our office so that we can put some of our office stuff in the drawers under it and then open up the doors and hang the toys inside of it. So that would be kind of neat. I've been sending you a, a couple of pictures of those. Mm-hmm. But um, the other one that was interesting was Ruffin Murado was also at Winter Wickedness over the weekend. And he must listen to the show because he popped up and said, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking about a soft guitar case mm-hmm. that has molded foam in it. So it keeps its shape even when the toys aren't in there. And you can hang things from the foam and still have a big area for bulkier stuff in it and you carry it kind of like a a straps like a backpack and it looks like a guitar case Hmm. unlike the gun case we were using right right (laughs) which i I much more dig and it reflects well on my um i guess i don't know i I would rather walk down the street with a guitar case than a gun case right right no doubt so for me anyway seems a little safer for some reason although (laughs) if uh there's a movie and i can't recall the name of the movie or even the director's name and i actually like the director uh rodriguez comes to mind tarantino was in the movie so was chong or was it cheech no cheech tommy uh, not tommy chong uh cheech martin was in the movie where they had a gun in a guitar case. It was some kind of a Western. Uh, I <laughs> I'm sure it happens. Well, didn't they used to have Tommy guns in the uh, violin cases? Well, there you go. In Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> so you never, just because somebody's carrying an instrument doesn't mean they're a hippie. That's what so that means. That's what that means. So, well, and guess who else we saw at WW? Who? Sparky. Oh, absolutely. Sparky and Red and Sushi Girl mm-hmm. were all there looking awesome. And he's let us know that he enjoys the podcast. And um, listens to a couple a day, though he's not so savvy at technology. <laughs> there was something about he started a new job and had new speakers, and one of his girls had bought him all this technical stuff, and he went to set it all up at work, and it was our podcast that popped on too loud. Too loud, <laughs> he was yes. setting it up. So he tried to turn it off, and then it started playing again, and the whole intro. So so poor Sparky, if anybody was uh, really paying attention at work, they might know a little more about him than he wanted. <laughs> you know, uh, Sparky's got an interesting situation that you and I can relate to. He is in a relationship with two non-bi ladies mm-hmm. in their polyamory so that's kind of interesting. That that's the same as our situation here. Although you're bi, I'm you're not. Bi, but yeah, not with, with not. my other partner, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so that must be an interesting situation. But um, which leads us to presenting in South Plains. We're actually presenting MS and Polly, and a Vanilla moves in. 
Mm-hmm. So it might be a little different situation than when some people have. Cause right. We were talking about it, and we're betting that most people have a vanilla relationship and a DS one starts. But here's just like the same situation we started off with our question of the day. Mm-hmm. You're mixing a power exchange relationship and a non-power exchange yeah. relationship. Now, I don't know that this our questioner digs as poly, but... You know, it's a similar situation where you've got these different mixes and how do they all coexist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll be talking about that in our workshop because there is some skill, learned skill. (laughs) It doesn't come naturally, I guess, on how to keep your power exchange going and not letting it cross over into the vanilla and vice versa. So some some shifting around. Whereas with Sparky, you know, he's got two non-bi ladies that are poly and, yeah, just working that out between mm-hmm. between the two because it's going to be a V relationship for the most part, right? Yeah. Unless they consider it a triad with just a non-sexual element. So it's how they're going to self-identify that, right? Absolutely. So, Because we keep telling people, Polly does not need to involve sex. So... I think, um, really, we had a really, going all the way back to Winter Wickedness, we had a really great poly lunch, mm-hmm. and um, certainly a lot of people did, you know, not a lot of people mentioned the sex as not part of, why, of they're, when the, why they're into polyamory. No, we had 47 people in that poly round lunch, brown bag lunch round table. Well, it wasn't really brown bag, because we provided pizza. But 47 people, and they stayed on topic, raised their hand, and we got through a really informative lunch mm-hmm. in what, like four, I think we had like 40, 40 minutes, minutes yeah. or something yeah. like that. And got some great ideas for classes for Beyond the Lunch. Oh, I've got a list. <clears throat> and me. because um, Silverhand and Master So-and-so and I forget the other person's bet name. And there was, so there was like four people that spoke up with different topics that they were interested about. And then whispered to me later, and I'm willing to present it. Yeah, send, it me that, present send me that list when you get a chance. Yes, sir. It's going up on our list. Yes, sir. things we present. <laughs> oh, absolutely, because there was someone there. Going, Not that we can Ooh, present it. Oh, great idea! That's we run. Right. All right, we have to move into our topic. We have so much more to talk about. Yes, um, but 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 guess what? I got to do at Winter Wickedness. What? I wanted to talk about Winter Wickedness a little bit. So, because I got to do cupcake boobs. Someone understood that, or someone has heard that I like cupcake boobs, and actually, I have no clue who it was that did it. So they did not want to be known. Mm-hmm. So you uh, had I know me, who it is. I know you know who it is, <laughs> but I don't know who it is. So they had me wait, and you had me wait in the staff room blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And then when they were ready, you pulled me out, walked me over to the station. I was left blindfolded, put up on the spanking bench, sitting up on the spa- spanking mm-hmm. bench. And, well, undressed and then put on the spanking bench, at least the top half. And... I have no clue who it was, but they ended up doing um, cupcake boobs on me. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. I had no idea that they were not going to reveal who they were afterwards. Oh. I, thought gonna, <clears throat> I thought it would be a surprise, but you still don't know who this I still don't know is. who it is. No, at the end, I know it was a guy because he leaned in and whispered to count to 60 very slowly. And then at the end of 60, I could take the blindfold off. Mm-hmm. And when I took the blindfold off, there was absolutely nobody around me. So I still have no clue who that is. So now the person that single-tailed me, I know who that was because <laughs> we set that up. So we, uh, I had a single-tail scene Friday night as well. And then Saturday night, I had a wicked-ass can- wicked <laughs> caning that still hurts when I sit down. But um, it was a really intense time. I really, really liked Winter Wickedness this year. Good. So, and but I'm going to throw it out there before we start talking about Zentai. Um, subs and service intensive for anybody that's listening. There are a few tickets left. Um, April 9th, uh, all day of learning submissive skills from massage to wine service to, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of everything now, mindfulness of a slave to proactive service to slave journals to service bags to whatever. So tickets are 50 bucks a piece. Check it out on columbusspace.com. Normally we talk about uh, Erotic Awakening being sponsored by Adventures in Sexuality, mm-hmm. but if you just heard of all of that spiel about Winter Wickedness, which was a Adventures in Sexuality thing, then you know how awesome it is. Go get tickets for Cope. So That's their next event. That is their next event. <clears throat> so what else did you do at Winter Wickedness, sir? So I put on <laughs> a, um, 
as we begin with the show, and we have a, we have a ton of things we're not getting to, uh, our awesome Mast West Virginia thing we'll have to talk about next time, and NLA mm-hmm. Utah, and the girl with a collar in North Market, and PXS tickets are now on sale. Um, hint, hint, PXS tickets are now on sale. <laughs> so I put on a brown and tan camouflage Zentai suit. So Zentai suit, if you don't know, is a uh, body so- yeah, stocking. Yeah, body stocking, yeah. Yep, covers, and my Wikipedia article mentioned, notes that it covers the hands, feet, and head. Mm-hmm. I guess that means something, because this one did. And um, thus, I was wearing that. I put my name badge on, but I put it on backwards. And I just kind of walked around out in the uh, general event space around 600 people. Right. And... Uh, I did find out nobody knew who I was. You can't tell who I was. Yeah. I, I didn't know. You, you don't know if people are going to know who you are or not. Right, right. So it was really interesting to find out. Because all they have to go by is body shape. Mm-hmm. No face. No, your glasses weren't on mm-hmm. because it was over your head. They can't, no hairstyle, no skin color, no nothing. You right. are just a body shape. Right. And I didn't talk. Right. Um, and body shapes look different when you're wearing jeans and a T-shirt versus a skin something, tight a skin-tight thing. Tight thing. Right. <laughs> um, and I didn't really find it to be, I, you know, I'm a pretty average-sized person, but I didn't, I didn't know if anybody would recognize who it was. Just mm-hmm. you think your mannerisms and stuff like that, but right. no, nobody saw jack shit. So that was really interesting. Uh, it feels really neat. I, all I had on underneath it was uh, underwear. Um, and that was probably just because it was somebody else's suit. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Mousekin, we have your suits. We just need to get them to you. Um, it was a really neat experience to walk around. It feels pretty. It does feel somewhat sensual. It does a very nice feeling against the skin. And it's neat to walk around and nobody know who you are. And I found myself able to dance easier because I'm very self-conscious about the way I dance. But I was able to dance. Um, I was able to play a little bit. Um, but it wasn't so far from who I normally am as far as, mm. you know, being a... It was a little bit. I guess maybe I took a little bit more of a chance here and there. I snuck into the staff room mm-hmm. and got yelled at. Uh, <laughs> it was okay. Uh, I can't say... You know, it's like... It's not, it's not going to be a fetish for me. Okay. It was an interesting experience that I've tried... But I, I'm not going to go replace the Zentai suit that we borrowed with a, um, with by buying one. Okay. So whereas the one they let me use was purple, and I was, like, all excited about doing it. Well, I thought I was. And then I pulled it out of the bag and saw that it was head and hands and feet, so, like, a sausage casing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and started hyperventilating. I couldn't even get it unzipped to attempt to put a foot into it. So just the idea of it. Even thinking about it right now, pulling it out of the bag. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's some serious claustrophobia there. Yeah, so which is funny because I can do corsets. I can do other things. But to be fully encased, yeah, you're you're never going to see me in a vacuum bed. I I I was curious had you put it on and left your head uncovered. Maybe that might have worked because you've got a hood for me that's made out of that type yeah. of stuff. So, and if I, if I can breathe through it, I'm okay. But there was the idea of being totally encased, and then there was the idea of not being able to wear my glasses. Mm. So I, that is the one thing about that thing that I disliked. Mm-hmm. It it drops your visual ability to see, right? Which not significant, right? But just enough that makes everything. It's like we're looking through cloth, basically. Right, right. You can still see, but it looks like looking through cloth until you walk into the dungeon mm. where the lights are already low, and there's all, then I couldn't see for shit. Right. And I couldn't. Some people I had to get pretty close to to see who they were. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine not doing without my glasses, and that's part of that. Uh, well, you remember how I freaked out with Mud Ninja. That was my biggest fear, not breaking a leg, but losing my glasses. Yes. So, because I need to be able to see. It's just one of those control things. I just need to, need to be able to see and see what's around me. The, so. the other thing I figured out was that um, uh, I've been seeing Kat for a little while now. She didn't know who I was, but I did find out she will date a strange person wearing a Zentai. Or, oh. I'm sorry. She will hug a strange person wearing a Zentai suit. Nice. Even if she doesn't know who it is. <laughs> you know, people say, oh, I think I knew it was you. No, they did. Uh, no, they did. No, they did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now we have, uh, ex- fortunately for us, 
Um, we have experts to talk about this. You have an interview with uh, some Zentai enthusiasts, and they are going to tell us the real deal and why it's so awesome. Absolutely. All right, so I am sitting here today with Mouse and CJ, and we are actually going to talk about Zentai. I pronounced that right? Zentai? Okay. So something a little new to me, but um, I find it very curious. And and being the, the – see, Dan would like this too. So being the LARPers that we are, live-action role-play and the costuming and stuff, it's very intriguing. So I'll get you guys to explain about that in a little bit. But seeing what I'm seeing and the claustrophobia that I have, <laughs> I'm not so sure this would work for me. So this would be a challenge. So welcome to the podcast. So we are going to, like I said, talk a little bit about Zentai. So the people listening to the podcast cannot see what you're wearing. So why don't you explain a little bit about what you're wearing and how this... Explain Zentai. So- <laughs> Zentai is actually a, a Japanese word, and it's a combination of two words. It's uh, zenshin and taitsu, and it means full-body tights. So basically what we're wearing are full-body tights. Uh, most are nylon lacquer or spandex, and it has an included uh, hood that's closed-faced, uh, gloves and feet, so no part of the body shows. Uh, they come with alterations, so you can have some that do have open eyes, so you can see better open faces. Uh, you can have some with removable uh, hands and uh, gloves or socks, but the true Zentai is a full body suit. The one I'm wearing is a, I call it my fire tiger suit. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of a fiery orange with the tiger stripes and actually has little ears and a tail on it. It's I, cute. Yeah, I'm in just a standard black suit. Um, this one is from Superskins online, but you can go to Party City here in town. I noticed that, that they have them too. Party Party City has, they carry what's called the morph suits. Okay. It's, if you feel it, it's a slightly different texture, just like when you go out, if you're a girl, you can get different tights Mm -hmm. um, or different leggings or things like that that'll have different textures. Every suit company will have a different texture to the suits. Now the ones at Party City, as you see, uh, tramp stamp the back of all their suits. Yeah, it's, it's with, stamped. With yeah. the word morph, morph suit. Yeah, morph suit is the only company that does that. Yeah. And they claim to be the originators of the Zentai, but it's been around for decades before <laughs> they came on the scene. Yeah, okay. they're not. But yeah. you can get them in all sorts of different That's materials. That's like a lame. This is like a lame. It's, it's, a, it's a metallic. And as you can see for the face, they've got a oh, net, a net for the eyes. Okay. It kind of looks like a hazmat suit. It does. But um, it's shiny. It's very, very shiny. It makes me think of a mermaid. It's a mermaid a or a superhero. Mermaid? Oh. Think superhero with these. I've been thinking, okay, so... See, it, when you're talking about mermaid, they actually do make some that they have do a make single mermaid with a mermaid, mermaid tail tails. on it. Ooh. And it's really nice. You can get those in all sorts of different colors, too. Nice. So is this like... The word that pops into my head is cosplay, because right. I've actually... I've never personally been interested in, like, role play. Mm-hmm. I've been so into my, my power exchange dynamic and, right. you know, and just the kink or the BDSM part that um, the role play never really interested me until I got into LARPing. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And now i got, like, all kinds of thoughts in my head. So when I see this, I think it can, cosplay. It can be adapted to cosplay. Right. If costume you're, like, play. Costume right? play. Like, if you're doing... A lot of these things, uh, Spider-Man mm-hmm. is a Zentai wear for all intents I would so play with Spider-Man. Um, you is know, there a way to do webbing? You probably, <laughs> you probably could. If you, know, if you know some geeks, you might mm-hmm. be able to do that. But yeah, it's, a lot of people when they use these, at least in my, in my experience for cosplay, it's more like the superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like the Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Or um, if you go to Party City, they'll have like a full body clown face, which mm-hmm. is really creepy, mm-hmm. or a mummy, and it'll all be oh. those types of things, or, oh. a, or a tuxedo. Dan's actually got a skin tight, just like your your tiger one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got a skin tight mask that's been airbrushed into an evil clown. Yeah. Well, so you if can, he you wore could, that with the black suit, yeah, and you could get, you could actually get a full Pretty body much, one. Yeah. Yeah. It, in Zentai, a lot of it was actually used for uh, performances, for uh, modern dance and things like that, and they would mm-hmm. use it as a base for 
different types of costumes. So he would turn you into a tree and you had the branches and leaves come out and your face would be oh. hidden under the brown, uh, mm -hmm. brown mask and you'd be the trunk. There's just all different uses. And so a lot of people use it as a base for other things for a uh, costume. Others use, like you said, um, to be a superhero with Spider-Man, uh, Power Rangers, that kind of thing. Uh, morph a whole suit. Variety. Mor power, power yeah. morph. Power or morph. Morph, morph suit. It's kind of the same thing. So, so, so you're in all black right now. I'm in all black. So would you consider that cosplay, or how is that different I, for you? Okay, I don't think of Zentai as a cosplay. Okay. I don't do this for role play. Okay. Um, some people do. Right. Um, when you see people at sporting events and things like that, that's more like the cosplay stuff. Okay. But on a kink level or on a personal level, I use this for the tactile stimulation. Mm. I am an incredibly tactile person. I always have been. I've been a snuggler, a cuddler. I love the way mater different materials feel on my body. I've right. always been attracted to, oh, this is a velvet. This is a velour. This is something soft and silky. When you're in suit, at least for me, if you touch my foot, mm -hmm. I will feel that all the way up to where my suit is. I should have probably waited for you to say that before I touched your foot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's like a telegraph thing. Right. So yeah. when I'm touching him, mm -hmm. I'm not just touching him with my hand. Right. It's a full body sensation for me. Okay. It's a heightened skin thing. Yeah, for, for most people that wear it in public, it is for just the fun effect of being different, almost mm -hmm. a shock value or attention getting. You're wearing something unique. When it's one-on-one -on -one interaction about everyone that I've come in contact with or read about online and stuff, it's all about the tactile aspect. It, it makes your nerve endings feel differently. It's almost That's why the one company is called Second Skin. It feels like a second skin, a very sensual, intimate, um, let's say very affectionate, and, and that's why I, I tend to get into the kind of the big cat prints for some of my fun stuff because it's somewhat the, um, the interaction and a touch of the cosplay because I just feel more cuddly and nuzzly and that kind of thing too in them. And I say it's, it's nice to get squished behind the ears. <laughs> and it's just, just you know, it, it just takes over your personality a little bit. And even with the anonymity behind the uh, full coverage mask, some people can let loose a little bit more. And again, yeah. when you're, you're yeah. nuzzling against someone, you can nuzzle with your whole face. And like I said, I've got a beard under here. But with this, my whole face is smooth, so if someone's caressing my face, it just right. feels very, very different on every part of the body. It's not just the private parts of the body, it's the toes, mm -hmm. it's, it's behind it's the everything. ear, it's absolutely every part of the body has got this new sensation and it's a and whole new exploration. feel different. Yeah. Like, I have a partner that is, we're working on rope play, mm -hmm. and we're learning how to tie me up mm -hmm. when I'm in Zentai, because you can't just keep a rope on here, it'll slip. Right. So you have to tie it a little differently. Um, he also does sensory play mm -hmm. and we're finding oh if he uses a feather that feather doesn't feel like a feather on me it feels mm -hmm. ice cold huh so it's you know if you move a feather on me i'm going to feel like i've got cold running everywhere hmm. or if you run a uh, a type of rope that's got a little bit of a scritch to it yeah it's going to start plucking at my suit okay and velcro like, and Nylon lacquer does not yeah, go well together. You have to watch what you do. But yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, things feel different when you're in suit. Like if I get a brush of air just going like, you know, just mm -hmm. fanning myself, that feels different when you're in suit than when it's just in your body. Um, example would be ever be in a wet uh, swimsuit? Mm -hmm. How things feel differently when your swimsuit's wet yeah. versus when it's dry? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with your regular skin when you're in a zentai suit okay. things feel different okay. on you so i can see that um and i'm kind of like the thing that pops into my head and i don't know that i can explain this but um we have something called a kadishti blanket mm -hmm. and it's literally a big satin red satin blanket that's got a diamond cut into it and it's because when you cover up the person completely it changes their focus and their their nerve their, mm -hmm. how they how they feel things yes and it takes all their attention into that one spot where the diamond is because yes. that's what's exposed so like right now your face isn't covered up right I would imagine your face is feeling very different than mm -hmm. your body it is so that's yeah. just I, I've got my hood down right in in another aspect of the sentai suits is that there's a level of compression there's the oh, yeah, the yeah. lacquer 
Lexate lacquer is the uh, trademark term from DuPont. Spandex is the generic term, so uh -huh. one and the same basically. But yeah, so you just feel a compression. People get sometimes get a suit for a full size smaller to feel that extra compression. And actually, for um, some autistic children, they've gotten them in Zentai suits as therapy yeah. because it's a whole body embrace, and it it's helps like soothe them. And yeah, uh, and again, your your sensations when they're feeling so distracted by everything else, well, just to have it on your skin, feeling it evenly all throughout your body. Uh, it's had a big effect on uh, on autism uh, patients at times. And then, like say, people who are into sensuality, intimacy, sensuality, mm -hmm. they really tend to pick up on that too. Mm -hmm. cool. And when you're interacting with two in the suits, with the slick uh, nylon lacquer, yeah. it's like a body lube. You don't need oils. <laughs> right, it's, right. it's, it's fantastic kind of to give yeah, yeah to give a massage through it. Um, you don't get the skin bunching up. You don't have to worry about the sweat. It's just a very smooth overall massage. You can really give deep and like if tissue I massage, touch no you, problem. it's gonna feel different on you. Right, like I right. could give you a massage, uh -huh. just like on your hands or something, and you wouldn't need um, any lotion. Right, because it's the just light gonna be rod, the, the, mm -hmm. the spandex. And I actually there. have a few friends now that are like, "Oh, we like your massages. Can you please do that in suit? <laughs> in suit. <laughs> we, we want nice. you in suit because we like the texture of the suit on you." Nice. So I'm seeing how skin tight these are. Mm -hmm. How do you get them on? Uh, I mean, how do you do, put on a pair of pants or a pair they, of hose? Really? So they just slide yeah. on? Yeah, because yeah, that's basically all these are, like tights, but they're just full body. So okay. Without, like I said, I'm a man, so I had to kind of learn. But, um, <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's just kind of soft, but you know how you see, again, as a man, you've obviously you've normally seen on TV or something, a woman putting on her pantyhose where you right. kind of uh, scrunch it down to the ankle and you unvelop <laughs> it as you pull it up to your groin. Right. Same thing with these. Uh, some people let it loose a little bit around their thighs and don't pull it up snug, but you know, with these you kind of want it snug up yeah, to your yeah. groin and also with your armpits pull the arms up uh, a little tight so it's, uh, like I say, otherwise really? you got the baggy areas and it doesn't feel as nice and doesn't look as nice. Right. To get into them, most of them they will have a full zipper in the back. Oh, I see. There's no zipper yeah, in the yeah. front. And, then and almost all, it's a double zipper, so you have right. one that comes from the top of your head down and one that goes from a, a little bit above the base of your waist up. And usually yeah. try to get those to meet right at the base of your neck. So if you're, huh. as you're lying down or something, you don't feel that zipper against the back of your head or between oh, your yeah, shoulder yeah. blades. That makes so sense. So it takes a little bit of flexibility to learn how to do that on your own. But again, with nylon lacquer, it's got give. So you can also tug down on the zipper to uh, use your thumb to shove it up and then pull it up towards your head uh, to grab the zipper and, and pull it up the rest of the way. Or you okay. have a partner do it for yep. you. Yep. I, I I'm it's not always fun to have enough. a partner to do that. Right. So I have, right. I have uh, my boyfriend do it for me. Nice. And that's just how we work it. See, and just watching you put that hood over your face for a second to show me how the zipper works. Yeah. I have, like I said, I have, Dan's got one that, just mm -hmm. a hood that mm -hmm. was built for us, made out of kind of that same stuff. Yeah. Mine's a little more breathable. And, but when he puts mine on me, I hyperventilate. So yeah. I don't know that I could do the whole zipped on thing. With, with so I've got me. just a standalone Ooh, nice. hood. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a zippered hood. So that one that you've got is a green one. Oh, this and is much tighter than mine. Well, that's oh a, my God. That's a fairly cheaply made one, so that would have a seam <laughs> right. that runs straight down the middle of your face. Right. And to me, that gets a little bothersome, feeling that press against my nose. Yeah. Uh, so even with the ones that have a flat uh, surface in the front, mm -hmm. over time, I can't last for multiple hours with this on my face. My nose starts to get a little sore. Yeah, okay. I don't, the one I don't with have the a seam, I get uncomfortable <laughs> pretty quickly. This one's a smaller one, but it's got a zipper in the back, and then it's got a smooth uh, front of the face. And like I said, I brought a couple of gloves too if you want to try them on right, and just feel right. feel how it changes your sense of touch. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm not even going to try this. I don't want to freak out yeah. on the yeah. podcast. It's, so. it's a lot like, speaking of the gloves, uh -huh. if you've ever worn satin gloves right. or thin leather gloves, imagine that sensation all over your body. That's kind of a lot like the way the Zentai feels. So I might be able to do okay with the Zentai, and the reason I was asking is how to put it on is because your shiny black suit mm -hmm. actually looks like Spanx. Yeah, and to they're put, a lot like Spanx, the are they? Material. Yeah, because Spanx getting Spanx on, that's a pain in the ass. Well, Spanx, again, <laughs> is made to concentrate on the compression aspect. Right. So they're made to be tight. So that would be like wearing a, a Zentai suit that's about one and a half sizes too small. Right. So oh, if you get it, okay. and also you'll feel this level of uh, fabric. Right. It's not quite as thick as what Spanx uses. Right. You can get some made out of the heavier-duty materials, but in general, uh, Zentai are made from a thinner nylon lacquer that's got, got more uh, give to it. Now, 
when you're talking print versus a uh, standard color, his print is more of a two-way stretch. Okay. So, like, if I were to wear, like, I have a suit that's very similar to the one he's wearing. It's a tiger stripe suit. Uh-huh. Because I have very fat thighs, and it's a two-way stretch, Right. the pattern on my thighs is thinner oh, and paler yeah, yeah. than the rest of me, which I don't really mind, because if I have the hood up, I don't see what I look like anyways. Right. <laughs> Even with contacts in. And when I've got my hood up, it really changes my personality. Okay. I mean, it's, oh, I could, yeah, I, I can I imagine totally that. I totally get a little what I call zentai drunk. I get a lot more freer. I get a lot more touchy-feely. Yeah. And, like, I'll have no I'll have no qualms going up to a stranger and go, can I touch you? Uh-oh. Can I give you a bite? <laughs> give me your hand. <laughs> Love to see this. And I'm, you can actually tell I'm starting to loosen up a little bit anyways. Because right. I'm getting right. a little... Yeah. But my face is uncovered so I can control it. But yeah, I, I'm go. starting to get a little giggly. <laughs> <laughs> so, go I was going to say, we kind of touched on sizing a little bit. Uh, different companies, especially the Americans versus a lot of these are made in China. Right. American sizes tend to have a lot more room in them than a comparable size uh, or labeled Chinese one. Okay. So you do want to be careful and look up the sizing chart if available for the company. And if they just say it fits to a certain height, you right. really want to look at a sizing chart that has both the height and the weight. Yes. Okay. Because yeah, four-way stretch, it's the girth and the height. It'll stretch both ways, but there's mm-hmm. a trade-off. So you want to see where you fit in the boxes and make sure that you're within the box for both the height and the weight. If it's only got one or the other and you're not kind of a standard height-weight ratio person, right. you're taking a bit of a chance and they've got different levels of stretch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the other, again, is with the print. Some manufacturers have fabric printers that can handle four-way stretch. But that's a much more complex fabric printer. A cheaper one, they want to keep the fabric taut as it goes through the fabric printer. So they don't want it to stretch the width. The length they can stretch, but to have it go through the printer, they need to be a set width and feed through. So when they make a suit out of it, well, again, it's only going to stretch in the one direction, not the other. So some of those will only have a height stretch, not a girth stretch, or only have a girth stretch, not a height stretch. my thighs go pale, because it's just a two-way stretch. Right, right. A good thing, if you really want to get into this, um, you know, you can always come to me and CJ. CJ Mm -hmm. keeps stuff in all sorts of sizes that he'll let you borrow. Um, Or you can go to Party City. They carry, I think, up to... 2x i think they carry yeah. up to 2x in the morph suits and they will let you try the suits on hmm. um and that'll give you a pretty good idea of where you go now i am five six right. approximately 225 230 i wear a 1x mm-hmm. and i have found that from the three different places i've gotten suits from the 1x seems to be pretty standard on me Okay. But, like, my morph suit will fit me differently than the suit that I'm wearing. Right. Versus when I tried on my green one last night, uh, my nice shiny green one. Um, sorry, I'm addicted to it. <laughs> um, it fits a lot different right. than, than these two. And it doesn't have as much of a sensory aspect for it. Mm-hmm. So I probably will only wear this t- to, say, an event where I want to be the center of attention because I'm nice and shiny and green. Right. And... You know, I can be crazy. So what kind of events do you wear these to? I mean... I've been to a couple of FET events uh-huh. already. Like, I was there at the uh, season feedings. Mm-hmm. I had the little silver... I had my silver morph suit on. Well, my gray morph suit on. Mm-hmm. And I had my silver uh, Santa hat on. Uh, we had gone to another uh, FET event. Mm-hmm. There, at, uh, I can't remember which one was that in the fall. It was before know. season beatings that they had right. one, and I was in I was in suit for part of the time that there too. And then I've been at um, just open type events, or once I actually visited a friend who's really into zentai, mm-hmm. and he got into it from the showman aspect. He likes to draw attention to himself. Mm-hmm. And here in Columbus, we had the doo parade with the doo right. band. That's just anything right. and everything. Right. He lives down in Kentucky, and they have a similar band, and he's in part of the, what they call their color guard. And he'll mm-hmm. go in different wild-patterned zentai and twirl around the uh, batons and the hula hoops, that kind of thing. Neat. And to him, it's just a showman thing. And that's right. the way that people receive it then in a public event like that and the way you're just out there. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of intrigued by that aspect and the way he's able to, his family knows about it, no problems. It's just a mm-hmm. fun, goofy thing. So I, I was kind of intrigued by exploring that aspect a little more. 
and we each got in uh, Zuntai, although I was still a little more self-conscious, so I put on shredded, uh, cut-off jeans on mm-hmm. top, or shorts on top. I have my daisy dips yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we went out to an arboretum down there in the spring and right. with the flowers and stuff, and we got asked by multiple people to have our photos taken with them with their wow. different patterned suits. Right. Uh, kids came up, and uh, parents had no problem, and like they were just posing and walking around, and it was kind of intriguing. We got no bad aspects. Um, Okay. Some people gave us a second look and just walked on, <laughs> but no bad comments. And some, uh, the majority were actually very positive, wanting to know where it came from, what we were doing with it. Um, and then other events uh, here in Ohio and Columbus, again, we also have OhioCon, the mm-hmm. anime convention. I was going to ask you about So the a lot of the cosplayers, as you were books. talking about the yeah. cosplay aspect, a lot get into it from Deadpool, suit, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, all those type of aspects, and also uh, Slenderman. There's mm-hmm. a Slenderman suit that's got mm-hmm. the... Uh, business suit on and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And I actually saw one at um, at the Asian Festival a few years ago. Oh, okay. And then also sporting events, people being the ones with the two colors, they'll be half on each side of their body for their right. team colors. And um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Also kind of made that famous with the them wearing the green man suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, Zentai's been along long before that, but a lot of people think that's kind of where it came from. That's what kind of got into a lot of people's uh, common culture knowledge mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I got into Zentai through a local convention here called Morphicon. It's okay. the furry convention here yeah, in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Um, CJ and another presenter uh, by the name of Talmac were running a panel called Slinky Furs. Okay. And it's for furries who wear the skin tight suits or who are into more... Yeah, latex or leather, all those type of things that have the slinky look and feel. Uh, right. To them. And so they had the panel, and I was like, oh, this is new, this is interesting, because I had just started dating a furry at the time, and this was about two years ago. And um, it didn't help that the presenters were really good-looking guys. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and and uh, there was a couple of good-looking girls that were interested in it, too, so I was like, okay, this is, this is cool, and I didn't try anything on at the time, mm-hmm. but it got me thinking about it, and I got to know CJ better, and I got to know Tomac better, and some of the other people that were into it, and then this past May, uh, they had another, you know, the convention came around again, they had another slinky fur panel, and I was like, okay, I, I'm done thinking about this, and CJ was like, well, I have extra suits, come and... Let me borrow some. Yeah, so, I know. I've been looking at some of those. They're yeah, they're really neat. nice. There's they, a tie-dye one and yeah, the is, red. Yeah, this is one's got like the. Um, it's got the picture of the space. This right, is like right. Things like that, and then that one looks like jean pockets. Yeah, this is a very unique one that I found online. Someone had custom made, and then they were getting rid of it on eBay. And so that one looks like uh, denim fabric. Yeah. It even has the pockets and rivets. Uh, looks like it's just been piecemealed from dozens and dozens right. of pairs of jeans. And it's a different type of fabric, yeah. too. Right. So it's got right. a little bit of shininess to it. Um, then this is a snake print one. Uh, and that's one that's got a little bit more of the velour type yeah. feel. That's more oh, of a like cotton lacquer. And that one's got the serpent hood and hands. So, so. I, um, I like that one, too. So, um, so okay, so, so here's a more... Um, Personal question, mm-hmm. what do you wear under them? Depends on the situation. <laughs> right. Yeah. So currently, right. Um, actually got over there, but uh, for a more type of public uh, setting where right. I don't want to be too showy, uh, I wear a, a dance belt underneath, which is made for men uh, ballet dancers. Oh. And so it's got a little bit of just a thin, thin padding in it right. to kind of obscure whether you're cut or uncut and just how what state you're currently in, that kind of thing. Right, right. Give you more of that superhero type look down there. Okay, and so then, more, more the flat yeah, kind of, yeah. The so. Ken doll look. Ken doll look. And then uh, also to be out and about, I actually double up the layers, so I've got a, a full body swim skin, which is what the Olympics swimmers used to wear, yeah. which before they made them illegal for the swimmers, so, but I was able to get one, and that also helps hide my love handles a little bit more, holds me okay. in nice, because it's a, got a lot of good compression. Adds another layer of warmth, especially with it being uh, January here. Right, um, right. Gives me the double layer. And also, again, helps smooth out the male anatomy and everything else <laughs> in the look. So I don't have to be overly self-conscious and being in a semi-public type setting and, and being obscene or anything. If it's a one-on-one type thing, I'm definitely into it for the sensual aspect and the mm-hmm. tactile. So if I'm with someone that's into that and is fine with that setting, well, then I, I don't wear anything under it. Nice. Um, 
It works really well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I turn really well. And, and um, for, for those types of settings, you, I can also enjoy things like this other suit where it's even oh. got individual toes. Oh, neat. Which then you feel between this every single toe. This is red and mm -hmm. wow. Oh, does it, it has a little tail? Yeah, no, that is no, a little well, tail. That is not a little tail. That's for the front. front. That's the front. Ah, so for that yay. one, like, again, if you're with the right type of person who's right. into it, well, then every bit of my skin right. is individually encased. And so it's like I've got a whole new skin. Everything is wow. that kind of electrified right, sensitivity. Right. Um, but, yeah, you got to be with the right setting to do that. <laughs> You haven't seen that one before? No, I'm kind <laughs> and of... I'm like, I wonder if I can get Dan into this. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised what, how, what type of people you can get Do you have one in leather? Things. No, I'm just kidding. You can get some in leather. <laughs> I have seen them. In fact, I was going to show you online. Um, some guy had his wife or somebody rather uh -huh. crochet him a... Um, I think it was crochet, but it looked like he had a giant sweater on. Huh. And it was a full-bodied sweater. Wow. And it was a full suit. With, right, right. He didn't have the hands or the feet, but it was a full suit up to the neck. And it wow. was nothing but sweatered. As a girl, right. um, when I am out in public, I wear a pair of, um, I call them granny panties. Mm -hmm. But they're the silky granny panties that right. are kind of tight on you. Yeah. Um, I wear those simply because... Depending upon how well you shave, you can mm -hmm. sometimes see the little puffy from the hair. <laughs> and, you know, you, the hair doesn't come out. I mean, right, you're right. not going to see it's hair. It's not going to, like, poke through. You're not, not going to have through. curlies no. poke through. But you can see a little puff where the hair is. So right. I'll wear the underwear underneath it. And I'll wear a bra. Uh -huh. Now, I have a bra on now because it's got a little bit of a padding. Right. So you're not going to see me if I get the little headlights going on. Right, right. Or, um, you know, that type thing. You will notice it in the back because I haven't found a bra yet where you won't feel it mm -hmm. in the back. Uh, but other than that, you know, you'll see me with my Daisy Dukes right. on if I have to go out and about. Uh, but other than that, it kind of feels, especially if I have the bra on, it kind of feels like I have a turtleneck on. Especially okay. with the hood now. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's kind of what it feels like right, when I right. wear this when I'm in public. So, like, I would have no problem going outside mm -hmm. like this now. Right. And, you right. know, I mean, except for the fact that it's freezing it's cold. It's cold and it's snowing. <laughs> it's, it's snowing on, with just the Daisy Dukes on. Right. Because to me, this is acceptable. They're not going to see any headlights. Right. You know, I don't care if my rolls show a little bit. There's mm -hmm. wearing a corset under this is not very comfortable. No. Um, corsets over it mm -hmm. are amazing. Yeah. Okay. I have worn a corset over this. You do have to tighten it up a little, little better. Um, but I have worn just the corsets, and, and those are really nice. But otherwise, if I'm comfortable with somebody, there's nothing on underneath this suit. Right. And, and it's it, it's rather nice. There's all different options that you can get. Not all companies will do all options. Uh -huh. uh, like Ball Togs actually makes them for the dancers. They're one of the first ones that actually made them before all these other companies did. Um, and there's places like Spandex Wear and Spandex Man that will take custom orders or custom ideas. And they'll have ones with the uh, nipple zippers. They'll have male zippers versus female zippers right. uh, for the groin. Mm -hmm. And even for just normal costumes, that can be nice if you're going to be at a costume party for eight hours. You got well, to be able to, be able to relieve yourself and not have to get completely undressed. Just be very careful with and the zipper while yes. your hands are covered up in gloves. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, nice. But yeah, they, they do make them with zippers and strategic places. So you don't need nipple zippers to go to the bathroom. No, no but no. you can use nipple zippers for other reasons. Oh, I get that. Yes, we're, <laughs> that we're actually awesome. going to, me, me and my, my boyfriend are thinking about maybe possibly going to zippers one day. Yeah. But you can even get the zipper for the mouth and the eyes and that right. kind of thing mm -hmm. too. Right. That way you can eat and stuff. Yeah, that would make sense. So where is the next place that you're going to be wearing your Zentai outfits besides here in the room? His house. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right. Uh, uh, no, actually, probably we're not. I'm not gonna be able to get to Winter Wickedness, but mm -hmm. I probably won't wear mine until the next uh, big Princeton event. Okay. Um, aside from private use, right? Um, otherwise, it'll be Morphicon or um, um, basically private use for me. I'm not. I'm not incredibly comfortable yet going out in public areas, just flaunting the. 
Okay. The thing I still have, I, we're, I'm still working on the control issues. Right. When I get a little zentai drunk, I, oh, I, yeah, I yeah, still, yeah. I, I still have to work on those control because it's only been really since May that I've gotten into them. Mm-hmm. And the first time, if you're a person who's very, very tactile, and you know that when you, um, when you get a bit anonymous, like if you have a personality where like if like you're online mm-hmm. or when you wear sunglasses or something like that and you you notice that you have a personality shift mm-hmm. kind of be careful when you wear zentai the first time um first time i wore it was at a party and yeah i kind of got a little drunk i mean i don't remember the whole thing right and i admittedly i was around safe people so i knew nothing was going to happen and that's the other cool thing if you're in zentai and you don't have zippers for me, it's a very safe way of playing. Mm-hmm. I can say, I can say to everybody, "Hey, come and touch me." Right. And I know for a fact that nothing is going to go anywhere that I don't want it to go. Right. Because the minute I'm out of suit, or the minute my head comes off, I will have enough control to stop you. Right. And until I get my control shifted, I, I I'm not going to go out in public. So no gonna... zippers for you right yet. Not yet in public. <laughs> um, <laughs> not yet in public. <laughs> but you know it. it when you do wear it for the first time, it is very overwhelming. It is literally like having, at least for me, it was having all of my nerve endings. Right. Just go sheer pleasure, 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 pleasure. And it, it got me a little drunk. When you talk about the nerve endings and that sort of thing, too, and also with the zippers, there's pros and cons to all the different options. Um, normally, I consider myself just 100% hetero, had no concept of any interest in doing things with a man. Right. But... Marcy Anarchy is the man who really developed Zentai as um, kind of an art form or a, a, a suit to wear and play. Uh, he's from Japan, and over in Asia, a lot of the shadow puppets or other puppeteers, they'd wear full-body black suits, and they would be out in the open, but then you would focus on the puppet. And right. then he took that concept and then got the designs and the prints and had a, uh, a friend of his make the custom suits for him, and he's... Uh, amateur photographer and he just did very sensual pictures with women in the Japanese gardens and that kind of thing and I just got captivated by that aspect and the sensuality from there I uh, started seeing pictures by another man um, uh, skip my brain where he's I think he's in the UK uh, named Andy E who is a homosexual male into dance and everything else had a nice body found other friends that were into this type of thing but their photographs were again just very sensual there was nothing overly erotic but two men that were interacting and doing things that looked like it would feel quite nice. Mm-hmm. And again, not having to worry about penetration and that kind of thing because your body's fully enclosed. Right. So I kind of opened up to thinking, well, it would be nice. And yeah, if it's male or female, who really cares as long as the right mentality, mm-hmm. the right connection, and that intimacy, it, it just seemed fascinating to me. So I, I opened up to that and was able to find some men that were interested in checking that out too. And one was actually in a committed relationship with another male who had no interest in any of this. He saw my profile, saw how I was with male versus women, and he actually set up for his partner to meet with me in the mm-hmm. locker and try it out. Neat. And then the way the bodies slide and everything else. Right. And I with a male and a male, when we had the, the smooth fronts and you could feel each other's uh, rouser things through that, it was just a very sensual, erotic, um, it is intimate, very intimate interaction. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's a key word, is intimate. Anytime you are in Zentai, it is very intimate, whether you are thinking of your own self mm-hmm. or when other people interact with you. And it's because you get some, such a sensory feeling. Right, right. You know, and everything becomes more focused. And when you're with another person, especially if they're in suit, or even if they're not, but especially if they are in, everything winds up having this meaning behind it. Not okay. not something like a meaning like, oh, this is the most meaningful thing I've ever done in my life. But it is a very intimate thing. And being, you know, when you have your, your, your head covered, it's a little bit more anonymous. But you get caught up in the tactileness and the intimacy of it. And you kind of... It kind of doesn't matter who you're with. Right. You know, you lose an aspect of, of, of the person as a male or a female or whatever you're, you want to call yourself as far as sexual orientation goes or even if you're asexual. It doesn't have to be a full sexual thing. Right. Yeah, to, to me, it's connecting with the, the person within and you're just being with a very affectionate, very sensual being 
and you're exploring again it's the entire body when you're in these suits and you're you're feeling each other in it absolutely every bit of the body just feels so so intimate so sensual and to me it, sometimes it's more bonding than mm -hmm. other types of, of mm -hmm. connection I mean, nice. you don't have to talk you don't have to right look at right. who the person is you just have to feel yeah it's all about it's all about the feeling it's all about the tactileness i like that whole idea so and you've got swatches here of all mm -hmm. the different types of fabrics well, yeah, i mean there's there's all, all sorts of stuff you can do stuff. all of those are uh, swatches I got from a company called Spandex Wear, mm -hmm. and they're one of the premier companies that started doing this um, with the unique patterns and options, both for the dance community and for the fetish community, so they don't shy away from people wanting options right, that are right. obviously for whatever, whereas someone that is like ball togs that are really just for the dance community, they want to shy away from that aspect. But, you know, they have different prints, different shininess. Um, the ones that have a little bit of like a rubbery latex coating. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I like and those, and, and those you have to be careful. The ones that have the shiny or uh, the wet look, right. or the, the rubber, because it is a coating on the fabric that doesn't have oh, as much give yeah, yeah. as the standard lacquer is uh, coated on. Yeah, I mean, so if, if you, you overstretch it, it will become permanently damaged if over you time. On this one, it yeah. doesn't have as much. Much give, yeah. yeah I mean, you can stretch, right? And also, over still, time, with just yeah. normal Hair use, your like fingertips and things much. are going to have more wear and tear, and that mm -hmm. coating will start to wear off. You got to be a little bit more careful with the, with how you launder it or that kind of thing. But it's, it's awesome. got a wonderful look, <laughs> yeah, and wonderful shine to it that you can't get really any other way. And also, that's one thing is, some of the look is, like that one is almost identical to uh, latex, or especially some of the black swatches in there, and it's a heck of a lot cheaper and easier to get it to be form-fitting, but yeah, the trade-off is it might not last quite as long, but right. yeah, it's a fraction of the cost. So. Okay, well, you, you've yeah. just about talked me into trying one on we just by some. watching it. I we see have that, you can try and on. my claustrophobia <laughs> is like, no, you no, and my adventurous side is like, yeah, yeah sure, give it a try. If you so. can wear pantyhose, mm -hmm. if you can wear a pantyhose and you can wear gloves, right. That's all this is. Well, you just you keep you just try. keep the hood down. Right. So, okay, guys, how can people um, find you to ask you some more questions about Zentai? <laughs> well, I'm I'm on FetLife as Columbus Jim altogether, no underlines or anything. And I am on, on FetLife as Mousekin, M-O-U-S-E-K-I-N. Awesome. So, well, it's been fabulous sharing this with you guys. Something new for me. So, um, yeah, I may have to look at one of those and try <laughs> it on. So, thank you very much. No problem. Thank, thank you. you.